0: This podcast was first broadcast on FreshFM, the top-of-the-South-community-access-radio-station. For more information on FreshFM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Hi, I'm Charlie Cuff, a year 10 student at Nelson College and welcome to the Gen Z Time Machine. Today I'm talking to 90 year old Eric Ellis, who became a champion bodybuilder after surviving a horrific shooting accident in the hills near Murchison. I talked to Eric at his farmhouse in the Mochbacca Valley and began by asking what had motivated him to take up bodybuilding. Um, how old were you when you started?
1: Well, it was 1948 that I got a ch- shot at Murchison, you know, a result of that and everything. Uh, you know, when I came home, I was just that skinny, you know, with all that happened. <laughs> and, uh, he was so- 17.
0: That's Eric's friend Margaret, who often calls in to check how he's doing. Uh,
1: my brother, when we were growing up, Jack, uh, we used to fight one another. I was a bit of a troublemaker, you know, because I, even when I was a kid, I liked r- wrestling, you know, even if it was just playing around at home, you know, uh, wrestling other kids without any. Training at all. I just seemed to naturally like that sort of thing, being a progressive, you know. I didn't like anybody beating me, and I never have. But it was at
0: this point that Eric challenged me to an arm wrestle, which I had to politely decline for fear of losing to a 90 year old.
1: But anyway, um, I. Uh, uh, yeah, well, what happened to him? He was pretty weakly built, you know, and so. He didn't like being like that. And he thought, well, somebody told him, gave him a book where he could build his body up. Mm -hmm. And have you ever heard of Charles Atlas?
0: I think so. Yeah, he
1: was carrying the world on his back. Oh, yeah. Charles Atlas
0: was well known for being one of the most popular bodybuilders of his day. After designing his own training technique that required no specialised equipment, he created a physique that stunned his friends so much, they told him he looked like the statue they'd seen of Atlas, the titan god from Greek mythology.
1: And he told you exactly what to do to build your body up, and you didn't need any apparatus at all. Uh, and what he trained is called uh, dynamic tension, where you used your own body. And here's one of the, one of the ones for building up your biceps, You'd, uh, you da you you say start on the bottom here and you this one be trying to hold this one down mm-hmm. and you know I well, don't have to stop breathing. I oh, sometimes I used to do it to try and get it harder mm-hmm. uh, like that. And when you got fully up like that, and then to get that, that's the bicep coming up and to get the triceps going down because you reverse it. And this one did the pushing right there, so you to get the
0: At this point, Eric demonstrates to me how he used to train and build his muscles using only his you body feel
1: weight. those muscles tightening up. Mm. And it's called dynamic, dynamic, ten, oh, uh, it's ah, Or just, I've forgotten the word, but it's one of, without any apparatus, uh, it can build you a strong. And develop the body quicker than they claim. You didn't need weights. Mm. Well, that's what my brother did. He used to do in the bedroom. And, and uh, you know, some, I didn't know anything about it. And I thought, what well, the hell's he doing? And he said, sort of, get out of here, you little bugger. And, and you know, I, I thought, oh, well, i give him a go. Mm. And I used to bully him but when he had a fight. I just managed to beat him, and that was all. So I got out of it, and then, then after him, a few months, uh, I said, oh, oh, you're going to beat me now, Jack. And he grabbed all of me by the arm and, of course, he went like that with him. He pulled me up to his face and lifted me off the ground. He said, you still want to have a try? And I said, well, how did you get like that? And he said, you silly bugger. He said, you should have watched me. We had the beds. It uh, so during the depression times out of our old house mm-hmm. and two beds like that and like that and sometimes I used to hang my clothes on there and I couldn't really see what he's doing. And anyway, after nine months, uh, there was a uh, Mr. Bannum, he was uh, hired by the education board to teach schools physical fitness mm-hmm. and so we got into, so we were having a meeting in Nelson. The the council chambers, they've changed a bit, but they just rented the place. And we all met there and they advertised people and interested and and improving their body and getting stronger, uh, come along. So it just got started. And then he says, off the platform, he says, Hey, Jack, he says, come up here. So he went up and he said, "Face, face the crowd. They're on a bit of a platform. So, you know, they could see him, caught a crowd there. And they said, um, take your clothes off to your waist. So Jack did that. And I lied, didn't take him out and notice him off of it. Oh, I said, what, what happened at that time? I couldn't believe it. I see the muscles popping out. And then he said, um, one of the people that were there, he says, come and have a go at him. So he had a go at him and Jack goes, one of the he learned you know, just got his hand and crushed it, you know. That hurt that much? The much support bucket went down. So oh, I never messed with him up. So that. Buggy. <laughs> Eric's uh,
0: favourite weightlifting discipline was the bent press, a skilled move using a barbell and one arm. This involves the person using one arm to lift the weight from shoulder level to overhead, utilising the muscles in their legs, back, and arm. It was popular with old-time strong men and women who didn't have access to the equipment we have today. Eric's PB for this was £200, or 90.7kg. I'll
1: tell you later, over the barbell, uh-huh. not that easy to pick up. With one arm.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: But it was yeah. big round old balls like the old men. All lifters used to see on demonstrations. Mm-hmm. And, and the, a ball like on each side, big heavy ball of iron... Well, it was built into the bar, forged, and it was the raw centre. And it was like that, trying to get your hand around, you couldn't get that good a grip. Uh, and when, as soon as you went to pick it up off the ground, it would start spinning in your hand. You had to counter all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, only one arm, and of course, to put this one out of the way, and uh, yeah, so. He, you pick it up off the ground and you'd bend down under as far as you could, and it straightened up, and you'd hold it there for about two seconds, mm-hmm. and then the referee'd say, "Okay, put it down or something like that." Eric
0: entered three Mister New Zealand bodybuilding competitions. On his final one, he won two awards. I was curious about the training equipment that they had in the 40s and
1: 50s. And in the old days, like with the barbells, they'd held overhead when they up the counter too. And your arms had to be locked and all that sort of thing. can't stand still. And they'd say, okay. And they just dump it on the ground, crash. But then there too many the, uh, people didn't reinforce their floors, And of course, the two ends just went through the boards, uh, except for the bar, because it long. So then they bought the rule and you had to put it down gently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How heavy were those?
1: Oh, well, you can go for all sorts, of, and it's all, when you're competition, you, know, you go and you're just like boxing, weights, you know, mm-hmm. from such and such for a featherweight, middleweight or something, and then into middleweight.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, what kind of equipment did you have? So, like you had the barbells, did you have other stuff as well?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, a lot of them used to wear. They used to put a, a belt around their waist, a, a wide leather belt. Mm-hmm. It used to lock your back, because your back's the weirdest part of your body, mm. smaller your back. The initial lift is done with your thighs, because your arms are locked straight. And you, 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 you lift it with your thighs first for about that far, the mile travel, but it means it's on the way up, and once you get it up there, it's locked up, and then you got to bring your feet together, more or less, or about that far apart, and you got to stand, and the bar mustn't shake, steady, and lock it there for um, the count of about four, mm-hmm. and they say, okay, pass, and that's for clean, clean, and then press above your head, mm-hmm. and then the second one was the snatch and you bent down and you took a wider grip out near the weights and and, and with one movement you combined your, your foot your leg movement with the thighs to get it going and then you take over from that and then just quick snatch it straight up overhead. And it was more or less one lift. Mm-hmm. You know, from there to there and they call it the snatch. But when you got it up there you just had to get your feet together and hold it there the same for what be a count of three and i say put it down and... and the third one this is for Olympic lifting you know is the clean and jerk and with the clean and jerk you lift a lot more weight mm-hmm. because you go down like that and you pick it up and you pull it up to there and from there, you hold it for about two seconds, and make sure you've got evenly in it evenly balanced, and and then you just use it it's sheer power. There's no movement to help you. From there, it's just like that, and grind it up, and lock your arms. The same thing, hold it, and bring your feet about that far together, and then uh, and then put it down gently. <laughs> That's Olympic lifting because bodybuilding's a different thing. Yeah. You know, you, the, the, the parts of your body you want to build up, you mainly concentrate on that. Well, you do several exercises for other parts of your body, mm-hmm. but um, specialising, like for instance, uh, I learnt, if you want to get quick results, uh these, arms these muscles on your arm are called the latissimus dorsi, you know. <laughs> and a lot of people don't even know what the name is and they don't know how to use them if they use them uh, by accident. And some people develop them good. It depends on what sort of work you do on that, you know, <laughs> or train. And uh, because training's better than work for developing, well, uh, but the bodybuilding, uh, where you uh, yeah, you look, you judge for looks more than strength. <laughs> yeah. That's why the, the serious weightlifters used to say, oh, they're bloody girly bodies. Uh, they're like showing their muscles. and you know, I show their muscles, but give them a big weight to lift and uh, Oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm, mine's a different sport, you know, make excuses. You know. <laughs> but and pie, and I used to and had to build my body up before I could lift these weights. Yeah. So it was a different story for me. Mm-hmm. But On the the 6th of February, 1948, I got shot.
0: My thanks go to Eric for his time, and thank you for listening. In next week's episode, we'll talk about the life-threatening and life-changing hunting accident when Eric was shot at point-blank range. Incredibly, the bullet passed straight through his upper body, narrowly missing his heart. He would be physically dragged through the bush on a makeshift stretcher, an ordeal that would lead to even more injuries.